Today, our guest is a local Thunder Bay resident and a proud father of a seven-year-old. He first came in touch with Rooster Harvest while completing his high school credentials at the Lakehead Adult Education Center. He has agreed to share his story of finding work he enjoys, having a positive mindset through the hard times, and coping with COVID and loss, and looking ahead with determination. Growing through it shares stories from young people who all have the common experience of being a part of Roots to Harvest, a human-centered, food-focused, not-for-profit in Thunder Bay, Ontario. This episode talks about loss, hard times, and staying positive when coping becomes difficult. Take a look at the show notes for resources in Canada. So we are here with Fiddler today. I guess our first question is just, what did you very first think of Roots to Harvest? I know they cooked a lot. They helped people distribute uh, food. They cooked. I know they had their own kitchen. I just really liked the people that was coming in and out of the, my school. I first met them in the LAEC, the lunch program. I was like thinking to myself, how can I be part of that? How did you end up being involved with Roots to Harvest? Well, when I was in school, they asked me if I wanted to do the cooking for credit program or join that class. A few credits shy from graduating from high school, so I took on that class. Did you like the class? Do you like cooking? Oh, uh, yeah. I enjoyed it very much. Fun. Our teachers, we met. A lot of cooks from around town. Did you cook all kinds of different foods or were there specified dishes that you made? Oh, yeah. We cooked all kinds of food. A lot of healthy food. <laughs> Did anything in particular stick out to you? Preparing the food is uh, pretty fun. I like cooking. I enjoyed it. it. Taught me how to cook myself. <laughs> what other kind of work did you do with Roots besides the program? You've gone on to continue doing work with them. Can you tell us a bit more about that? They asked me to join the show program. The seasonal horticultural outdoor worker. They asked me to think about it, so I thought about it. So I said, yes, okay, let's, let's do this. <laughs> they gave me kind of the rundown, what's going to be going on, what kind of work we're going to be doing. I kind of expected what was going to happen, how it's going to be like. What kind of work did you do with them? I did a lot of planting, a lot of uh, hauling soil. <laughs> Good work. It was also very rewarding. The stuff that you planted and then seeing it grow, yeah, it was very rewarding. So it's like the other end of working with food as opposed to making dishes with it, rather making it come to life. <laughs> yeah. Those days when it was so hot, being in the sun, I got burned. Did you think that your connection with them would last this long? No, I didn't. <laughs> I did not think I was going to be this close to them. Do you think that your connection with them has impacted other parts of your life? Yeah, even my personal life too. They're Asking me if I'm okay, if I need some support, if I needed food or something like that. Were there times when their offers for food was like a huge help? No, uh, yeah, it was. When they gave me food, I really liked that. They gave me a lot of fruits and vegetables, and there's a lot of times I can't afford that. When I do buy fruits and vegetables, it just ends up going bad in the, in the fridge. Were there any like particular times that really stick out to you that contributed to your well-being or yourself as a person working with them they kept me on a on a good road i guess as a person and also going to school with them too and i met all kinds of people all of us were different all of us learned from each other we all grew together would you say that it felt like a sense of community working with roots no yeah they made me feel welcome tell me to come over anytime if i wanted some coffee working with them too and being all around town with them and people would like recognize me in the cave and used to work with roots was there ever a time where you feel you really, really needed that sense of community? I tried to reach out. They would talk to me. They put their own time aside and we would talk, we would text each other and stuff like that. I just started talking to Diego not too long ago, so finally talking to each other now. Were you the one to reach out to them? Oh, uh, yeah. 
whenever I need somebody to talk to. And like that, they thought about me all the time and ask me what I'm doing every once in a while. So aside from the support that you've gotten from Roots to Harvest, how else do you get through the harder times that you've been through? Some hard times in the past year. I got a couple of uh, social workers that I'm working with now. Call them or text them, just talk to them. What does that look like? It's been so long since I had a social worker that I liked and stayed with. I got two of them now. One is a lady and one is a man. And I enjoy sitting down with them, talking to them, let them know what's going on with me. They've helped me out with some food too. Like I don't even have to ask. They just come and just come and drop it off. Is it hard to find a suitable social worker? No, yeah. I mean, like some of them are like younger than me. They don't understand me. Me being a single father too, and you can just really tell that they just fresh out of school and they haven't even been working as a social worker that long. The two that I have right now, they understand me. I haven't had that in a long time. Does it take a while to find a social worker that you are able to trust? Yeah. You could trust them if you want, but I've been passed around from worker to worker. I don't, I don't know what was that all about. It wasn't me. I never requested for a new work like that. I just let them do their thing. Are there any major challenges you faced? Yeah, my parents. Hasn't been a year since I lost both of them. Have you been dealing with that? It was hard. I'm still dealing with it right now. Finally, I'm getting uh, the counseling I needed. It took you a, a year to find the help that you needed? Yeah, it took me a while. So it's not easy always getting assistance when you need it? No, no, it's not. It's there, but it's going to take a while. Did you seek it individually by yourself? Someone over at Rooster Harvest helped me out with Muskiki, and they've got a social worker there too now. Do you find that they taught you ways to manage your grief? No, oh, yeah. got to try to stay positive. What is like just staying positive? How does one do that? Just got to try to do it and like, don't force it upon yourself. If you try to do that, then it's not going to feel right. It's not going to look good on you. Try to force it onto yourself. Yeah, it doesn't sound so easy to stay positive at all, especially during such hard things. So how do you occupy your time otherwise? I spend a lot of time with my son during the day. Watch movies, I play games, just hang around. Do you think what you've learned from Roots to Harvest you'd want to pass on to your son? Oh, uh, yeah. Especially like cooking. Sometimes uh, when I'm cooking for him, he wants to help. He just likes to make a mess. <laughs> just turned seven years old. I really like that he wants to help me with the, in the kitchen and stuff like that. But you know, kids are they're, like, a little too clumsy in the kitchen. They want them to get hurt or get burned and stuff like that. Would you ever try to do anything gardening-wise with your son? Uh, no, I've been thinking about that sometimes, and I wish I can do that with him. Get his hands dirty. The only time he actually gets his hands dirty when they're playing outside or is like when he's helping me wash the dishes. <laughs> I thought about that. I've been wanting to introduce him to planting, gardening. Even if it's just like flowers, at least you'll know how to put down seeds into the ground. Yeah, totally. You can get like little pots even, grow some herbs, flowers, whatever you like. Is there like people around you to support you raising your son? Oh, uh, yeah. I got uh, my sister's couple of brothers and I got an auntie that's living here in Thunder Bay. I got a lot of help. They know I can do it on my own. Whenever I do need help, I just go and ask them. They, they won't say no to me. Was there ever a time where you felt afraid to ask for help? Not really. I don't bug people too much. I try to do it on my own. For me, I, I don't like it when I have to ask the last minute or something like that. When I actually really do need help, ask ahead of time. So do you find difficulty in asking for help sometimes? Every once in a while. Says you, uh, you look after your sister's kids as well. <laughs> How's that going? I left her place. Can't do it. That's one of the things I, I meant. You have to look after yourself first. Mm-hmm. It's understandable. Do you think that you changed as a person since coming through the harvest? No, yeah, I did. I really like how they try to reach out to me every once in a while, see if I'm okay, see if my son's okay. They want to make sure that I'm in a good spot. What does being in a good spot look like to you? Trying to stable myself. Rather than a year since uh, I've been stable with my life.
and they always try to reach out to me. I'm like, I'm okay. It's been a while. I'm trying my best though. I'm trying to move on. How do you go about moving on? I just go by the day, I guess. Look after my son. Make sure he's okay. Sounds like a positive outlook that you have. How does one come to that level of positivity in their outlook in life? Do you do it for your son? I do it for my son, but I also have to do it for myself too. Every once in a while, I have to think about myself, spend some time by myself, watch a movie. I have to do it in, the, in a healthy way. I can't be watching, sitting around watching movies all the time, playing games all the time. And I like to go out for walks too with my son. Either like go visit a friend, go for a walk. So... You have a positive way of thinking, it looks like, but are there any times where you doubted that positivity? Before Christmas, I think. Didn't know what was going to happen next year. Didn't know what's going to happen next month with all this COVID stuff. Do you find it like more difficult to try and remain positive during COVID-19? No, yeah. You got to be very cautious. I was uh, tested positive over two months ago, and I'm very cautious about it now. And watching my son make sure he doesn't get sick. What was it like testing positive for COVID-19? I was talking to someone from Roots and kind of heard how I was feeling and forced me to go to the hospital when they got tested. I didn't realize that I was asleep for three days straight. I thought it was just the next day when I woke up. How did you manage with that? I just get over it, try to get over it, and I got really sick. Would you say the experience changed you at all? Being cautious about what you're touching and who you're being around us, like it's real. I tell you guys that it's real. Don't tell yourself that you're not going to get it. I'm glad that you overcame it and that you're able to come here today and talk with us. So when you think about your future, what sort of, what do you see? What do you look forward to? Right now, I just want to get back into school. After all this COVID thing is done, I just want to go to a nice place. Sit down somewhere, maybe go camping or go somewhere nice and quiet, I guess. So besides going for walks, playing video games with your son, what else do you have to look forward to now that we have warmer days coming out? I mean, like the lockdown is happening right now. So this morning, I was was wanting to buy some baseball gloves for me and my boy. I like to spend time with my son outside. He's fun. He's funny. He's a funny kid too. Darn kids. Things that they say sometimes. So yeah, I was just wondering if you guys were planning to get vaccinated. I'm playing on it. Don't know what's going to happen yet. Towards the end of the summer, in the middle of the summer. We don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows one. There's a Sealy Heritage Clinic. That's where me and my sister got vaccinated. And it's for Indigenous or if you live with an Indigenous person. So if you got your status card, yeah, I think you can head over there. I know my band number, but my son, he's not, he's not status yet. So If he lives with you, then also go to that clinic, I think. You just have to have proof that you live together. Yeah, make sure he gets poked. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Barely felt it. Do you think things are looking up for you right now? No, yeah. I'm getting there. Things are starting to look better for me. How does that make you feel for you and your son? Getting back up on my, on my feet again and trying to be more happier that I'm not down in doubt anymore. So do you think Rooster Harvest has just set you on your way where you can have a good future with your son? Yeah, trying my best, trying to move on. I just don't know how it's going to look like for me in the next five years. Pretty sure it's going to be a lot better than what I'm going through right now. Well, we really appreciate you coming to talk to us. Yeah, thanks for coming by and sharing your story with us. Growing Through It is a project of Roost to Harvest and part of the Great Big Stories project through Frame, a global network of youth mental health resources. In today's episode, you heard Lack Williams and Shayna Twans interviewing a past participant of Roost to Harvest. Roost to Harvest lives, works, and plays on the traditional territories of the Fort William First Nations people, signatories to the Robinson Superior Treaty of 1850. We strive to not only learn from and with, but also reconcile relationship with the Anishinaabe people in this area who have cared for and stewarded this land for centuries. 
Growing through it is thankful for the mentorship and guidance from J.L. Chung and John Thompson, as well as Cornelius Beaver, a supporting member of the interview team. We also want to thank the brave folks who showed up to share their stories and let a larger community learn from and connect to their experiences. 